This is very, very heavy, this uh, this next story. So just word to the wise, if you have young listeners in the car. Uh, the mother of the school shooter in Michigan has been found guilty on four counts of involuntary manslaughter. And now people are asking, is this unprecedented verdict? I mean, it has never happened before. Is that going to become the law of the land? So, so you're saying, to boil it down, mm-hmm. the parents were charged because of what the kid did. Correct. Correct. The, the mother, Jennifer Crumley, uh, jurors delivered the verdict in the case of Jennifer Crumley. They found that Jennifer Crumley and her husband, James, ignored signs of their son, Ethan Crumley's mental health problems, even as they bought him a gun days before the mass shooting, where at Oxford High School in 2021, which is in Michigan, he killed four innocent victims wounded six including a uh, a teacher and i mean this is just an unprecedented no thing. it's a it terrible totally story is. my only mm-hmm. concern is if you go down that slope nobody really is i mean there may be signs but mm-hmm. not everybody is capable of tracking when somebody's all of a sudden going to kill somebody and if and what's the gray area and what's the fine line here mm-hmm. and when like if that's the case like i would never think my kids would do that Am I ignoring a sign? I hope not. I don't think so, but it's possible. But then I could get charged. That's that's the only thing I'm kind of un- not understanding. Well, and we do. It's a very, very difficult thing to kind of uh, navigate our you know, our way through. So we do have our official official attorney, Lisa Lanier, on the phone. Good morning, Lisa. Hey, good morning. Hey. You know, this is um, this is a little bit different. Um, they were charged for their own conduct, not for his. I mean, yes, okay. they were they were blamed because of him killing people. But their conduct was pretty egregious, and there is a mountain of evidence that you don't see in most cases, like Jason was talking about, you know, maybe, how do I know if my kid is going through something like this and might snap? They knew. I mean, it was mm. it was clear that they knew and that they ignored it, and they did some really reckless things. And so, and there's no legal precedence here, because this is just a, you know, it's a Michigan district court. It's not, you know, to have... A, any kind of binding precedence on other states or anything like that, it would have to be something that would be coming, you know, from the U.S. Supreme Court or something like that. Here, it's just a, it's just the decision of a local prosecutor after seeing all this evidence. I mean, the evidence was huge. So this kid, I mean, I posted uh, on my Lanier Law Group Instagram and Facebook the note that he wrote the morning mm. that he did the shooting, mm-hmm. and he was he wrote notes on a was a math review sheet. And he he tried to scratch some of it out when he started to draw the attention of teachers, but you can still read it. And he draws a gun, and he draws a figure of a uh, of a shooter, and he he writes, "My life is useless, blood everywhere. These thoughts won't stop. Help me." Mm. And uh, he had been texting. There's a journal that he kept. He had been texting saying, "I need help." These thoughts, you know, are they won't stop. I need therapy. I need medical. And, you know, he was he and he was saying no one will get me help. No one will help me. So this is I and, mean, at that point, it's not a cry for help. He's just was asking for it. He was asking. And yeah. so the morning that this note, um, you know, the teachers see and he, I mean, he was doing other things, too. He was very depressed. His dog had died and his only friend had moved out of the area. So he had spiraled into a deeper depression. He was torturing animals. He beheaded a bird and took the bird's head to school, left it in the boy's bathroom. And he was just, you know, he was in a major, major crisis. Well, his parents 
were very caught up in their own lives. The mother, and this really, I think it was really kind of used against her. She was having an affair and was really into that and was not, you know, and not paying attention to to these obvious signs. So the morning, so four days, right, before the shooting, Mm -hmm. they take this kid who is so troubled and they buy him a handgun. It was his Christmas. How, how old was the was he? Because you, you 15, can't, 15 years 15. old. Are you allowed to? Ha- well, they bought it in their name. So, but they oh. but it was for him. Mm-hmm. They showed him how to use it. They put it in an unlocked cabinet in their house. And the, so the morning that they're called to the school, they're shown this note where there's a picture of the gun and the shooter and the blood everywhere and all that. They are told your son has is very troubled and you are going to be required to get him mental help you know mental health help immediately and they asked the parents to take him home they refused they said we can't do that and so they left him at school and they didn't bother to say oh you know by the way he has access to a gun Mm -hmm. nobody bothered to check you know the whereabouts of the gun apparently the mother lied to her boyfriend that she was having the affair with about the whereabouts of the gun because he was worried about it. And, you know, it was like, what in the world are these people thinking? So it's, it's very egregious. The facts here are very egregious. It, you don't typically see that. I mean, I think, you know, in a lot of these cases, the parents are getting help for the kid and it just doesn't do any good, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. well, let me ask you, Lisa, to, you know, they don't hand the kid a gun four days before, you know, it, this is pretty egregious. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you though, Lisa, I mean, from, your experience and whatnot, and if this ever got appealed and went to the Supreme Court, is this more of a complete negligence and more of a civil liability, or is this actual, in your opinion, can be enforced all the way to the highest of courts as an actual crime? Oh, it's a crime. And Michigan actually is a really, they're a big state on criminal negligence. You see in Michigan sometimes doctors who are so grossly negligent in uh, the performing, you know, maybe a, a doctor who shows up drunk and messes up a surgery or something. You see doctors going to jail in Michigan. You see um, all kinds of where people uh, commit a heinous, you know, motor vehicle accident. And most states, if you are drunk driving and you kill somebody, you're, it's the same idea. It's involuntary manslaughter. That's what happens. I get that, but the, that person's the one that's drunk. That doctor's the one that's drunk. This is now involving another person that's being charged that didn't commit the crime. Yes, but they, but the evidence. Right. It's where your negligence is so reckless Mm -hmm. that it's criminal and that it it put into motion a chain of events that wasn't your intent. You know, they didn't intend for their son to kill anybody. Just like a drunk driver getting behind the wheel, they're obliterated. They don't mean to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. But they do, you know, and so it's, you know, it's, um, it's when your negligence is so reckless and it harms other people that it rises to. And it's a very unusual. I don't think you would see it in just any old case. In every case, this kid was young. You know, he was 15. He had just a mountain of evidence where he was asking for help. His parents just ignored it. And they were having a lot of problems of their own. They were in deep, deep financial trouble. They were like $15,000 behind in their mortgage. Their house was for sale. They owned horses that they would had to sell because they couldn't afford them any longer. And... She's having an affair. It's reported that one or both of them had substance abuse problems. I mean, they had a lot of problems of their own. And that's what a lot of advocates uh, that are on the parent side here are saying is like, you know, these people don't have a lot of resources and they're and they're in their own bad way. 
and you're holding them responsible for what he did. But here, I mean, I really, I was very, my first reaction to this verdict was kind of like, you're like, wow, that doesn't seem right. And then after I really dug into it, Mm -hmm. I realized that there's just a ton of evidence that they were very reckless. Okay. Lisa, thank you. I know that that wasn't the most fun uh, topic. Normally we come to you with farts and uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that sort of thing. But anyway, thank you for breaking that down for us. If, yeah, you, absolutely. if you're injured on the job, contact Elisa Lanier right away. Hire a heavyweight.com.